Welcome to Everything Renewed Podcast. This is Wes Morgan. Listen, everyday people operate under habits and mindsets that prevent growth. This podcast is here to address those habits and mindsets and dismantle negative stigmas. We truly believe that if you start with the mind, everything can be renewed. Let's go. It's another day for your mind to be renewed. My name is Wes Morgan, and it is 2022. Finally, I am able to record. My engineer is back to full health, and we are thanking God that he's alive and well. So uh, glad that you all can uh, jump in and take a listen uh, to this wonderful, uh, brilliant mind that I have of a guest today. And I am so excited for this discussion. And as always, I I thank the audience for listening in because you can be doing a lot of things, but you choose to listen and even um, share uh, some of the episodes. I want to continue to keep shouting out the people, uh, the listeners that are in Germany and Singapore. That is so dope to me in Canada. Um, It blows my mind, uh, but I want to appreciate you all tuning in. And by all means, feel free to uh, contact us if you have any questions, but I do not like holding people hostage. So I'm a, a real big on uh, respecting people's time. But today I have the honor to have Tashana Hunt with me. Uh, she's a licensed therapist here in the city of Grand Rapids. Um, and technically her credentials, I want to make sure I get it right. She's a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, she loved creating space for change. That is her her thing. She helps individuals and families uh, to evolve and feel empowered to reach their desired goals. Tashana is a bad woman. Uh, she has came on the scene. Uh, she kind of gives the vibe of auntie. It seems like she everybody auntie. Um, but me and her, we, we mess with each other all the time. Um, we serve on the same board. But it's a pleasure to have her here. And she has some um, pretty cool things coming up and some things that just got released in 2022. So I want to bring in uh, Tashana and welcome her. Um, But again, to our listeners, Happy New Year. Uh, Hopefully you start this new year off wonderful. I speak blessings upon your new year and all of that good stuff um, that you're going to have an amazing new year. And one of the reasons you're going to do that is because you're going to have a chance to get Tashana new material that is out. Tashana, welcome to the podcast. What's up? Hey, Wesley, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here and to just kind of hold this space with you today. So thank you and happy new years to the listeners. Yeah, happy new years to the listeners. That's that's what's up. T, I'm starting every show off. Uh, excuse me, Tashana. Sorry, I'm just playing, but you know, you you get I get to be me. But um, I'm starting to show off this for season two. What is something you would like to experience in the year of 2022? Yes, I am looking forward to this year, just really experiencing um, just more peace, more excitement, and just more being able to impact um, those who I come into contact with. I'm very passionate about working with people, particularly women, um, helping them live what I like to call when I'm talking to my clients, I call it um, their power position. And that power position looks different for everybody. That may include um, self-love, self-compassion, um, just learning how to say no and set boundaries, just really walking out and being the best 
individual that they can be. So that is something that I look most to, but definitely more peace, more living authentic, authentically, more just really working to achieve my dreams and my goals, but definitely helping others achieve that power position. Power position. Why is that? Uh, let's jump into it. See, you and already got me excited. So the power position, uh, can I be a client for a second? Why is that important, especially for women? Because I we I talked with my wife, I spoke with Dion uh, previously about protecting, especially black women and all of the trauma and all the stuff that you all go through. Um, share a little bit of your clinical stuff with the power, power, what is it? Power position? Power position. Power and position. so as women, we wear lots of hats. We do the most. And that is um, a superpower of ours. But I think sometimes we delve so far into that mm. and we lose focus of ourselves and, and what we bring to the table. So the idea of a power position is really connecting to that best version of you. And so oftentimes I talk a lot about this when I'm doing a consultation with the client and they're asking me, you know, how do you do therapy? What do you like to do? How do you navigate this journey with your clients? And I usually use, I usually explain to them that I love partnering with women to achieve their power position. And then I began to break down what that means. And so I gave a little sampler of that. But what that means really is me walking in my truth, me being able to live authentically, me embracing my flaws and all, me being happy with me where I am today, not the me that I want to be tomorrow. So it just, it encompasses a lot. Um, and it looks different for every woman because every woman is on a different journey, achieving different things. And that's okay. Wow. Wow. You have a dynamic story and I want our listeners to hear because a lot of times like we see, for example, uh, space for change. Right. Uh, I tell people a lot of times you see renewed counseling and they they're excited with what they see. They're excited with what they receive. But oftentimes you don't know the story behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't see the constant failure that renewed counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. You don't see the setbacks, the mental and physical setbacks of that. Um, your story for just being who you are, being very uh, authentic person and everybody's auntie. How did you uh, <laughs> how did you get started with wanting to empower women? Yes. So it started long time ago. So first of all, I am um, from the west side of Chicago, born and raised in Chicago. <laughs> yes. So born and raised in Chicago. And I just know growing up, I was that girl that was a connector. I wanted to include everybody. If I saw somebody off to the side and, you know, just didn't have a group to connect with, I was always trying to pull them in. So to this day, my friends laugh and joke like, you guys, you everybody friend. That was, they, you everybody friend. You always connecting with folks. So out from the beginning, um, as early as I can remember, elementary school, middle school, just wanting to um, not leave anybody behind. So it started there. And then as I continued to move forward and grow, I knew I wanted to help people. Like, that was the thing. And when I was in um, high school, I, um, I took a psychology class and I was like, yes, psychology. And I was intrigued with it. I was intrigued with how the brain works, how we do what we do. And so I then um, took an early childhood education class my senior year because I thought I wanted to, I always said I wanted to work with kids. So I did that. And I was like, uh, I went to a daycare once a week. And I was like, these, I don't work with these kids. These are wrong kids. I was like, they too little. They can't tell me not what they want. I need to work with someone that's a little older. 
So then um, I was like, maybe it's teen. So when I went to school, I went to college and I studied um, psychology, but my goal was like, I'm going to work with teens. I already knew them little kids, they can't, they can't rock with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to work with the older kids. And so I started um, doing some work with teens while I was in college and undergrad. And then that shifted to me working at a nonprofit, becoming really passionate about working with um, kids and teens in the foster care system. And so that began to shift and move. But then also working in my church, I began to do youth ministry. But from there, I started to tap into women's ministry. And so while I was doing a lot of helping others and connecting with others, as I worked with women in women ministry, I just developed a love and a love for working with women because I just kind of, I would see myself in some different women and just be like, oh my goodness, and found myself encouraging and, and, and pushing. And then I also had women on the other side that was pushing me. And so I fell in love with helping women during that time. Um, and so that, that's a little piece. It also shifted into um, just being able to work with college students. I'm very, when I say women, young women, college age women, Older one, like I just, I just love working with women. So working with college students, I was a first generation student. I remember growing up and um, or being in college and never seeing myself. And so I remember just feeling like, dang. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by never seeing yourself? So going, growing up, um, and especially well in school, period, not seeing teachers that look like me. So not seeing black and brown teachers, and so. It was, you know, it was just my reality. It was what I experienced. And so it wasn't until grad school. In grad school, I was sitting there and um, I had several, my first year of grad school, I had several professors that looked like me. Never in my life had I thought about teaching or desired to teach, but it was that moment in being in grad school and saying, I leaned over to a friend of mine and I said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. I was like, when I get done with school, I want to teach. So um, that that just kind of sprung something. And for me, it my story includes like these different levels and stages in my life where I felt like I needed a Tashana. I needed somebody that looked like me to connect with me, to make me know that it was okay to be in these spaces. And so that moment, that aha moment in, in grad school was where when I, I've heard all my life, you got to see it to be it. And, and, and sometimes you can't be it, right? Because it don't exist. But mm. I understood you got to see it to be it like I never had before when that's I was in that class. You said that so smoothly, though. Like, that that's a word, right? You hear yeah. us like, mm. like, whoa, hold on. That ain't different. <laughs> Seriously. I understood you got to see it to be. I heard it and it sounds good and it made sense to me. But in grad school, my first year of grad school, it here real different. And so I knew that it was power in me seeing finally in grad school, I'm like late 20s, you know, at this point, first time ever seeing someone that looked like me teaching me. And I never had desired or never mentioned or never even thought about wanting to teach. Um, so anyways, long story made short and then long again, maybe, um, I ended up, I had the opportunity to, I reached out to the director in the, uh, undergrad program, um, inquiring about 
being a professor. And so, um, anyways, I teach now, so I'm a professor. And so that, that big piece of me wanting to be Tashana for somebody that needed a Tashana, um, cause I needed a Tashana. I needed, um, a Keisha. I needed somebody that looked like me so many times on my journey. And my goal is always to be able to feel in that space and be that person that some of the young women um, or little girls or teen girls that are coming behind me or grown women, whatever that looks like. I I am very um, passionate about trying to fill in those gaps and being for others what I needed for myself. Um, so yeah, so that's the piece that, that, that also, um, just really excites me about working with others, being that person that they need to see. I like that last part that you said, and I might paraphrase it a little bit. I wish I could say it uh, word for word, exactly how you said it, but you're saying being for yourself, what somebody else needs. Well, how did you say that? I did. You said you want to be. You want to be for somebody else. What I needed. What you needed. In wow. the different stages and ages in my life, hmm. especially in a school setting. Wow, that that's powerful. Make the make the connection for me because um, for our listening audience, like and everybody who follows the podcast, they know season two is all about stories. Like um, I my my thesis statement for this is that we have lost the art of storytelling. Uh, because I love it. That, that we 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 listen, but our, um we so-called listen, but really our attempts in communicating to one another are conversion attempts. Like I'm going to tell you how I think you should be living and what you need to believe, blah, blah, blah. This yeah. it completely um it it takes away uh the identity, it takes away the ownership. Like, so you're trying to tell me how I should live, but you don't ever live in my shoes. Can you make the connection? Uh, Cause I love the fact that you tapped into the art of space and then stories. What's the connection between creating space for change and then our stories? How do those two things connect? Well, um, when you say the connection between our stories and creating a space for change, they connect because um, creating a space for change is all about a story. Um, it, it came about because of my story. I'm a little black girl from the West side of Chicago who desired, who had a dream. I'll say that, um, a dream to, uh, go to Michigan state, like 12 years old, I would come and visit Michigan from Chicago and I loved it here. And so I don't know where Michigan state came about, but I wanted to, I, I knew I wanted to go to Michigan State. So I don't know who my Michigan State fans on here, but we'll, I, knew that at, I knew that at 12. Go and so through. when we talk about the dream, and so, and this is just a little plug for, for uh, parents. And when your kid tells you that they desire something, they have a dream, regardless of how big it is or how small it is, rally around them. So I told my mom when I was 12 that I wanted to go to Michigan State. And, um, and she talked about it from 12 until 18 as if I was accepted already. Um, we, she created a story about, oh, we going because we going to go to, we going to move to Michigan so we don't have to pay out of state fees. Granted, I have family here in Grand Rapids. Uh, older siblings did, my older siblings lived here. That's how I was exposed to coming here for the summers. Um, but she took that dream and just 
I, when, when I tell you my senior year, I was like, what if I don't get accepted? Now, my mom been talking about this from 12 to 18. We done moved to Grand Rapids. I, it was a lot of pressure. But to my parents, when your kid tells you about a dream, speak that thing. Like, regardless, my mom talked that until from 12 to 18, even when I times when I was like, am I going to even get into Michigan State? I don't even know if that's still a thing. And I went to Michigan State. So creating a space is it's creating a space is a space for it was it came about because of a dream, because of this little black girl from the west side of Chicago who had a dream. And then um, I in my practice, I love to create that space for my clients to be able to share their story. Because I believe that there is healing in you telling your story, there's strength. Because when I'm telling it, I have to reflect. So when I'm reflecting, I begin to um, see myself. Sometimes we 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 don't see ourselves. And that's something that, um, that that's kind of how the journal came about. It gives us a, a, a moment to check in with ourselves. But we go on and on. And I see you, Wesley. I see what you're doing, Wesley. But I don't always see Tashana and the things that Tashana has walked through and the things that Tashana has experienced that got her here today. And so because of that, um, I, I kind of look over myself. I don't see it. So when I talk about me being able to see me, when I tell my story, I see all of it, right? And I have an opportunity when I'm seeing it to embrace it. And when I embrace my story, I become, I begin to embrace who I am even more, even more. And I begin to live a little more authentically. So I know you asked me a question. And I hope I'm answering your question. <laughs> but I just, I got real excited no, <laughs> when you, I started to talk about story. That, that, that's good because I think, <laughs> I think our, our audience and even myself, we have to understand there's power behind our stories and that we cannot allow someone else to try to rewrite our stories, nor should we allow someone else to try to write our stories or tell us how our stories should go. You should say this in this chapter of your life. You should, no, you should shut up and listen to my story. How about that? It's mine. Right, it's mine. I own it. You cannot change my experience. What do we say? Like, what, what would you say to a person who's listening and um, you had, let, let, let me back up. You have created um, this self-discovery journal. Um, it's a seven day self-discovery journal. And we're, we actually have, um, and I, well, I might as well say it now, like one of our listeners will be able to uh, win this journal and like literally get the journal to them um, so that they can create a space for change in their life and really start their journey off hopefully towards or continue their journey towards uh, just growth, period. But what would you say to the uh, to the person listening that say, hey, I'm nervous about this whole creating a space for myself because in me trying to own my story, there's certain parts of my story that are too dark or that I do not want to write down on this journal. How do we address that? What, what do you say to that person? Yep, I would encourage them to take a pause. Take a pause and um, just kind of identify. If we identify that it's too scary, then maybe I need someone to partner with. And so maybe that partner, that might be a girlfriend. That might be a guy friend. That may be someone that I can I can talk to and I can trust. It may be a family member. Um, but I would strongly encourage for um, them to connect, partner with a therapist. And not just any therapist, a therapist that fits your needs. And so... I'm big about, I do consultations with clients because I want to make sure I fit their needs, but most of all, I want to make sure that I, um, that I am equipped 
to navigate their journey with them. So if if it's too dark and it's too much to handle, you don't have to handle that alone. There are professional mental health um, clinicians that can partner with you to help you on your journey to unpack your story. Because yes, yeah, sometimes there's some things that in our stories, they can be tough. I was telling Wesley before we got started that I had a session with my therapist yesterday uh, it's continuing to unpack some things in my story that I didn't even recognize. So it's really powerful to be able to p- connect with someone um, that can walk with you because sometimes they can name some things that you have that you've normalized and you haven't noticed that it was it's really something else like I thought it was this but really maybe it is this this thing um over here so I would encourage you to um pause and just reflect on what do you need and on this level maybe you unpacked some things and you've been able to embrace some things about your story and now you are getting to a place that is tough mm-hmm. identify somebody that you can unpack that with um that can help you navigate that that part of your story. I, I, I like that because I personally do not believe we were meant to, um, and we were not meant to be alone. In other words, that I'm not meant to just be out here running a business by myself or or just parenting by myself or just you know doing life by myself. I, I do believe in partnerships. I do believe in divine relationships and stuff like that. And I, I like what you said, because oftentimes our stories are very challenging to put down on paper or challenging to even disclose to someone else, even if it's it, even if it is in therapy and all of that stuff, like we Absolutely. are afraid, we are afraid to put this down because there's a sense of ownership now that if I write this down, I now have to take ownership of what I put on this paper. And we are afraid of that. Can you talk a little bit about like what was what's the purpose of your um, of your journal, the uh, self discovery journal? It's seven days, um, a, a beautiful book that you just uh, released for people uh, to use. But what's the what's the purpose behind it? I know it's a journal, but everybody's yeah. journal do not have the same purpose. Absolutely. So the purpose behind it um, was to one, I wanted to expand my impact. Right, because I I learned in my say that again. T say that again. I wanted to expand my impact. Right, I can't see everybody. I see about twenty five or twenty twenty five to twenty seven people a week. That's all I got room for. But I do know that that I have some tools that other people need, and so I know that bringing um some of those tools outside of my therapy room or my therapy sessions would be essential to help others. And so the purpose of it is to do exactly what I said before, to take a pause and connect with you. We we connect with everybody all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, in my work over the years, I've just learned the power of being in tune with myself, the power of my clients being in tune with themselves. And so that's kind of where this um, the journey was birthed out of. And so there is seven days of activities. You won't be, you won't, you don't have to feel alone. It's guided. There's an ex- assignment and we kind of ease into things. Um, I'll give a, I also, I'm really big about our emotional vocabulary. So I provide like a, a list of emotions in there to help you navigate this journey. A lot of times when we say, how you doing? How you, hey, how you doing? We quick to I'm say, fine. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. Right. Fine. <laughs> and then that translates to you being in your therapy sessions or you being with your partner 
um, wife, husband, and other children, and they ask you how you're doing, you're like, I'm good, I'm fine. Um, and and sometimes we are very limited in our um, vocabulary as it relates to emotions. And what I found was when um, my clients, even myself, start to look at this list, I'm like, ooh, I feel this. Yep, I might feel a little hurt right now. Ah, mm. I feel angry. So being able to lay your eyes on a list of emotions to help you be honest and real, that's another piece. When mm. I talk, to, talk about being not check only checking in with yourself, but being able to give a space to be honest. Because I tell my clients all the time, I tell those around me all the time, that if I'm not honest about how I feel, how do I get my needs met? Like, if I'm not honest about... Say that again, because you you hitting something, and I'm just sitting over here like, wait, am I in counseling right now? Like, you know, I got my session tomorrow. Like, like, am I in counseling? I mean, if if I'm not honest, and I just speak to women in particular, we'd be like, I'm good. Like, my feelings hurt. You just said you ain't like my hair. And I really did hurt my feelings. And you somebody that I love. And I'm I'm good. I'm straight. No, I'm not. That hurt my feelings. And even if I can't be real with you right now, because I need to take a pause and digest it, I need to be able to be real with myself. Because when I'm able to be real with myself, like I said a minute ago, I can then begin to take care of my needs or identify what I need. So us being in tune with ourselves, and then it just also goes into helping us uh, check in with what's going on with our bodies. That's a whole nother, that, that's a whole nother session for us, mm. right? <laughs> going into the body, like because our body is always communicating to us. Mm-hmm. So being able to connect with, think about, and I always tell people, think about when I always start with anger, because, you know, anger, that's an acceptable emotion in society. Um, yeah. But when I feel angry and I, or I'm heated, I feel my, my heart rate increase, my, my, my thoughts get to speed, my, my leg might start shaking, my body is speaking. The same thing happens when I'm excited and happy. And so being in tune with that again and knowing what's going on with your body. That's a whole nother subject, but so that is, that's a big piece because when I'm able to um, check in with me, I'm able to be in tune with myself. There's a section that talks, that helps us be a little more self-compassionate. So every section, um, every day, I mean, it provides a little bit of education. It provides a guided journal um, reflection opportunity. It also gives a space for some creative reflection because some people need to, you know, doodle or draw their feelings out mm-hmm. and, and draw some things out. So it gives you a space for that. And then it gives you a, a assignment, a small assignment, and just kind of walk you through the whole process. You're, you're getting, being in tune and you're just really creating a space in your life to just kind of to, to work on that change or those desired goals that you um that you want to um you want to encounter or experience yeah i i like that uh too and like and that's that's a lot of um helpful information because i i i I think we're starting to learn how to be in tune with ourselves but sometimes we we take in so many different things we we look at our life as like a buffet and we listen to so many different narratives different people opinions and so-called some some professionals who are not legit but they do have legitimate experiences but then we do listen to professionals and everybody's you know everybody is different but we taken in such a huge variety to where it seemed like our voice is often um pretty much crushed or silenced because we're too busy trying to create our voice 
based upon somebody else's story. When what you what you have created is a tool that we can just tap into our own voice and learn how to be still and grow from that. And from your product, from the seven days of self-discovery journal, we actually get to tap into your mind, but also see really your heart. And, and that's what I, um, I'm really excited about. I, I want to end with this. Um, I, I like to leave the last uh, portion of the um of the podcast with you just speaking to the audience, you know, and speaking whatever is on your heart, you know, especially helping us, both men and women, uh, boys and girls too, whoever listened to it, because every, all of our listeners come from different uh, different backgrounds. So just leaving them with something um, that they can really carry with them in regards to creating their space for change. Uh, Absolutely. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Um, I would just say I'm real big about taking a pause. Um, I'll say that over and over again in the course of one day because it's so necessary and I'm audible. Sometimes I have to tell myself just trying to pause, like let's pause. And so I would say to the audience today, um, as you are, we all are in different places in this journey um, that we call life and uh, we call um, living um, emotionally well, mentally well, spiritually, spiritually well, we're all in different walks. I would encourage you to take the pause that's available to you and just really do some self-reflection, mm-hmm. um, reflecting on who you are, what, who, who do you aspire to be? And as we are in the vein of the storytelling piece, I said this once um, earlier, but there is power in your story. A lot of times we're looking at other people's story, but what you have is in you and what you've experienced. I'm a strong believer. And I say this when, um, especially talking to my students, um, I'm a strong believer that everything, every experience, um, that those experiences don't go to waste that we've experienced the different things that we've experienced in life and those things will be used. Um, It it is so many different things that come up for me when I think about my experiences. Um, Just know that you may have experienced some tough times. You probably experienced some victories. We all have, right? We mix them up together, but those things were not for just for nothing. I believe that they were for a reason and that if you tune into them, you will you will you will be able to see the, the reason. Um so I encourage you to continue on your journey, that you continue to recognize your power, you recognize um your uniqueness and your story, recognizing that um there is greatness in you and that's greatness in front of you. Um and it starts with what's in your hand and what's in, in what's in your hand and what you bring to the table. Wow. Missionary Tashana Hunt. So I'll just play. <laughs> don't start now. We got through the whole this whole time. Right, together. right, right, right. You know I got a mess. Yeah, here you go. No, that that's powerful. You you spoke something. You said that our every experience is not a lost experience. And I, I like that. Thank you uh for that deposit. Um because I, I I took it. I learned I learned several things from you in just this short period of time of us talking. That's why I like 
for people to have uh, platforms. And uh, like you said, it's too much in me. I have to expand. And this is one avenue of me doing that. But Tashana, uh, thank you for joining me on the Everything Renewed podcast. Um, how can people contact you, find you, you know, um, your website? How can they purchase uh, the seven day of self-discovery journal? Yes, you all can find me at www.space4, the number four, changegr.com. Again, www.space, the number four, changegr.com. You can find me, you can connect with, you can find the journal there, you can find contact information for me, and you can learn a little bit more about me there as well. All right. Well, Tashana, I appreciate your time. Uh, as always, thank you for the deposit you made today. Uh, we will also put your information in our um, in the notes, the show notes for our listeners, so you can just easily uh, connect there and feel free to share um, share this show with someone because I think she shared a lot of nuggets that will help the transformational process for the year 2022. For our listeners, I am believing God for amazing transformation uh, for those uh, who are listening and um, are tuned into this podcast. So again, appreciate you all. Thank you for your time. And until next time, um, have a blessed day and see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Everything Renewed podcast. I hope you heard something that was helpful and that you can relate to. Do me a favor, like, share and subscribe to the show. Remember, start with the mind and everything can be renewed. Until next time, stay fresh, stay cool, and stay renewed.